Sex in the City. I haven't seen a single episode. Even of the original? No, I've seen a couple episodes of the original. I once went on a date with a guy who was like, we'll just go into my basement. We'll watch Sex in the City and drink Cosmos. He's gay. I I didn't realize this, but (laughs) of course he was. Of course he was. 20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever comes first, as long as it's you. This is You Go First. I'm your host, Blair Payton. We have 20 questions, normally in a vase. My guests will draw the first question, and we'll go back and forth covering as much ground in 20 minutes. The timer begins after the first question is read. My guest today is a radio legend. She has... (laughs) Why are you laughing? That's a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) She has a podcast that is amazing called In Acquired Taste. She is an actress. Please make welcome... Bethany Watson. Hey, friend. How's it going? Good. How are you? Where are you broadcasting from today? Broadcasting live from my kitchen in New York City. Um, To my left is a living room. To my right is a fire escape covered in morning doves. To my front is a door. To my back is a kitchen. Here I am. Look at you just bragging about your New York City life. You're like Carrie Bradshaw. I know. I'm like Carrie Bradshaw going through the men, writing about it, wearing awesome clothes, living above my means across the board. So we're doing the show separately today because I don't know if you've heard, but there is a brand new variant. Yeah. Omicron. If you are uh, naming your children after the variants, you have now had the baby Omicron. I have been struggling to say the name of this variant for weeks. I've been calling it Omarion. Remember him? (laughs) Yes, I do remember. (laughs) What was his song? He had a song. Oh. Marion. Yeah. All I can think of is what's the dude that's saying? I'm thinking of Mario. Let me love you. Okay. Oh. But that's not him. Omarion. Omarion. American singer songwriter. He was with B2K. No. B2K? Yeah. B2K. Bump, bump, bump. (laughs) Bump, bump, bump. (laughs) Which, if you ask me, the ultimate wedding song. (laughs) Baby, turn around and let me see that sexy body go bump, bump, bump. I mean, it's a it's it's truly a love poem, if anything. Yeah, it is. You know what? It's it's um, it's a compliment Mm -hmm. and it's it comes in second only to um, get out of my dreams and into my car as one of the sweetest pickup lines ever. I, I love it. Can I also just say how really cool and also kind of weird that you're on my little dog and pony show? Because <laughs> I remember specifically, I think it was like maybe nine or 10 years ago, I was working part-time at Ulta Beauty. Ah, oh, yes. And I was listening to Elvis Duran in the morning, like the reruns uh-huh. on the weekend when I was stocking shelves. So I used to listen yeah. to you and Kathleen when I was working oh. at Ulta. That's so, and you know what? One of my last years working, I think it was my last winter season working at the morning show. Mm-hmm. I had an appearance at Ulta, and it was like one of the funnest appearances I ever did. Now, how long did you work on the Elvis Duran morning show? Uh, fa- four and a half or five years. That's it. I think that was it. And then I did um, four years at a radio station in Minneapolis before that called Dave Ryan in the Morning Show at KDWB. Um, so like my whole radio career is about nine and a half years. That's crazy to me because I feel like you, I, I don't know, I just so closely associate you with Elvis Duran that I felt like you yeah. were there for like a billion years. Yeah, no, I was only there for for like, you know, like a handful of years. That's... I think I'm the shortest person in terms of length. Uh, 
Maybe not. Maybe not like the you know not not on air staff. Yeah. But I think for on air staff, I maybe had the shortest tenure there. Um, well, what about Kathleen, yeah. who is your co-host on An Acquired yes. Taste? Which, by the way, yes. check it out. It's literally everywhere. <laughs> yes, everywhere you get your fine podcast. Yes. I think she was there for seven or eight years. Okay. So she was there before me. And I'm trying to think. And yeah, like people who left while I was there had been there for a while. So I think I might I might have the shortest tenure there. I got to say, you must be a morning person because every time I receive emails from you, they're always at like <laughs> six in the morning. Okay, here's the thing. I, so this is the deal. I I um do my best work and I have the most confidence in myself and my potential between 5 and 8 a.m. That's insane. After, after that, the day is is all downhill from there. So I try to do all of my emails and all of my like scary work things, like reaching out to people I have no business reaching out to and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. between 5 and 8 a.m. After that, then it's like lesser work and things that don't require um, a lot of focus or uh, self-confidence, I guess. So wait, what time do you go to bed? If I had my way, I would go to bed at 7.30 every night <laughs> okay. because, because sleeping is my very favorite thing to do. Okay. Um, but last night I didn't get to bed till 12.30 because I was just, you know, on my phone like a moron. Um, usually between 9 and 10, I'm in bed. See, I I want to be a morning person, but I just can't make my body do it. I, some people shouldn't be morning people. What time do you want to wake up? What time does your body feel good when you wake up? Uh, great question. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Usually between the eight thirty nine range. Okay. But when yeah, I t- that's great. But when I tell my sister that, I was just like, yeah, I got up so early today. I got up at 830 and she will just read me for filth. Sure. Of course. Of course. Because if you have a, a, a regular office job, you know, you you need to be up much earlier. However, I have a lot of friends who are comics and musicians. They mm-hmm. need to be waking up so that they can be at their best at 8 p.m. So <laughs> that's like you're just living you're living that stage life. Can you know, you're say, like the Broadway performers. Thank you for validating me because I felt very welcome. so much shame for all these years and I just needed to no. hear it from you. You're living the life of an artist. Just tell your sister you're an artist. I'm going to tell her to helped. fuck off right now. <laughs> fuck off, I'm an artist. <laughs> so let's talk about acquired taste. How did that yes. come about? So it came about because when um, we I was at the radio station, there was sort of this initiative that came down saying everyone needs to start a podcast. And so we, you know, Kathleen and I were already friends. There was a third. We were all already friends. And so we decided, well, let's just do our podcast together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all had the same sort of vibe in that we never fully fit in with any of our friends. And anytime we were introduced to other friends of friends, it took them a while to like us. And so that's where we came with up with the name of an acquired taste is that we're all kind of acquired tastes. Um, We're all like weird in a kind of alienating way. Like how, how are you weird in an alienating way? Like give me a scenario. For example, I have a significant degree of social anxiety. And so I tend to, um, really like things about people that make them uncomfortable. So for for example, if I met you for the first time, I may say something like, you have the best teeth, which isn't something that's going to automatically make people feel great. It's sort of weird that I'm looking at your teeth. Like for some reason, teeth teeth are a strange thing to comment on. Or I like the way, ah, I like the way you say your S's. Like, 
just things that see i don't think that's causing you to take pause really i don't i've complimented people on their teeth before and it hasn't gone well the weirdest compliment i ever got on my teeth is someone was like they asked me if my teeth were if i had false teeth see that's do you do look like your teeth are perfect enough that they could be false yeah no they're real are they? They're beautiful. I mean, they're Thank all you. exactly the same length, which is really <laughs> abnormal. Well, I had uh, braces. You don't tend to find that. Well, I had braces for like four years. High school was fun okay. for me. I bet. No gum for like four years. <laughs> oh, no. I fought through it. <laughs> you survived and you thrived? Yeah. So you started, the, what happened with the third girl? So we sort of had, a, her. she had a hard time like fitting everything on her life in. she had sort of grown to have different interests and our podcast was kind of moving in a different direction. And so mm. um, we had a very respectful and loving meeting and, and, you know, she was like, I don't think I'm really doing this anymore. I'm not feeling it anymore. And we're like, that's fine. That's totally great. So, um, so she went off her separate way and we have um, been doing it with just the two of us for like three or f- three years now, maybe. Yeah. It's a good time. Let's talk about acting. You're an actress. I'm an actress. You were recently in a film that was uh, part of a festival. Yes. You were in a couple, right? So um, we did, uh, back in 2019, we shot Lonely Hearts, which finally was able to do a festival run because Mm -hmm. when we released it, uh, COVID hit. And so everything had to be virtual. So we did... um, we did a virtual festival in 2020, but then 2021, we were able to travel to a couple of festivals. Um, Crypticon in Seattle was one of them, which was this awesome horror convention. And just if you love horror, if you love all things sort of slasher and people who only wear black and people who love Baphomet, then you love Crypticon. And so Lonely Hearts did really well. It's this short, like 16 minute horror film, mm-hmm. um, but it's a horror comedy. And uh, I play the lead, Celeste, who is someone who is very isolated. She's sort of the first half of the film is seeing her living in her apartment, sort of being socially awkward and trying to connect with people. Um, But then the second half, she meets someone and the film takes a very sizable tone and plot twist. Um, And it's out right now. You can see it. If you just go to BethanyWatson.com and click through, there's a link to it. Oh, nice. Um, and then we're we're in pre-production for a film we're actually going to start shooting in two weeks. So I'm doing a lot of character journaling. That's exciting. <laughs> prep work for that. Can you say yeah. what the film is? Yes, it's uh, called Doors. And there's no dialogue in it whatsoever. So the crazy thing is that I, I don't have to learn any lines, but I have to learn this character so well because all you're going to be seeing is basically my face um, as this character starts hearing things in her hallway behind different doors. Um, And the cool thing is that my apartment is in a very strange layout. So my hallway has a bunch of doors, some of which don't lead anywhere. Like there's not a door on the other side of one of my walls uh, where a door should be. So we're playing with this location that we have and it's going to be very tense and very spooky and, uh, yeah, we're, do, we're, we're doing some test shoots this weekend, and then we start shooting in a couple weeks. Oh, that's so exciting. Now, would you say yeah. you're more of a like horror film actress, or do you gravitate to, more towards one than the other? I mean, I love everything. I also love comedy. I feel like working on comedies is just fun because everyone's laughing mm-hmm. uh, versus working on like a really dark, heady, emotional something or other. Um, but I love doing it all. I love the chance to cry, so I'm happy to cry 
you know, on set, I'm, I feel like comedy is what really comes naturally, but I feel like recently, um, I've really been able to tap into who I was when I was growing up mm -hmm. and like at my core. And that person was like this sort of macabre, gothy, um, dark sense of humor, really loves candles and murder. Uh, and I, and I think that that, well, I mean, who doesn't, <laughs> who doesn't love that stuff? It's great. Um, I think that's where like my partner and I, um, really sort of intersect mm -hmm. and he loves horror and I love horror. And so that's what we enjoy making together. And so in terms of the projects that we do together, um, it's probably, it's probably going to be horror. Is he a filmmaker as well? Yeah. So he's a director and a cinematographer, which is great. Uh, because then you don't have to hire a director or cinematographer for your film and he doesn't have to hire an actress. Um, so it really works out and he's, he's great. And he's also a musician, so he can score a lot of, a lot of what we're doing. Um, work-wise? so nice. You yeah. hit the jackpot. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. And he's like, he's also handsome. So that helps too, like across the board. Now you said you like to cry. Can you cry on cue? Not on cue, but if you give me like 60 seconds, I could absolutely make myself cry. I just have to go into a place, think of a really sad story and then like, and then cry. I gotta say, I've tried to cry in productions I've been a part of and I yeah. look weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it does not, like I, so for two dimes, when there was like a sad part in the series yeah. And I had to walk down the street crying. Keep in mind, I wrote this. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I, I'm fully aware of what my capabilities were, but I guess I was like yeah. in a mood where I was like, let me push myself. And then when totally. I was watching it, I was like, I absolutely hate this. It doesn't, does it, does your face, does, do you make weird faces when you cry? I do this face. Like oh, the, you do, uh, you do the midsummer face where her, What's her name? Where her face, her the corners of her mouth go straight down. Yeah, like a big old frown. Yeah, yeah. And like, I try to catch myself whenever I'm in a sad <laughs> mood where I think I'm about to cry. I always, yeah. I'm like, well, let me watch it. While I'm here, yeah. let's use yeah. this sad time as yeah. preparation for something. Sure. And it, it doesn't ever seem as severe. So I don't <laughs> know why. I don't know why. What is your cry face? Let me ask you. Um... I almost do the same thing. Oh, what is my cry face? Like I get those sort of like pitiful where you like furrow your brow, but your eyes stay open, you know? So it's like, it's like, like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, a, I can't believe this is happening to me. Sort of like yeah. sadness. Um, and, and my nose gets real red and runny right away. Um, but that's I'm, good. I'm not someone who can really do a pretty cry. Yeah. Like I don't, to be fair, I don't know if I know a lot of people who cry pretty. I think if you get those sweet, sweet glycerin tears, if you can get those eye drops, so then you don't have to change anything about your face, but you still get that nice single tear rolling down your face, then you're set. Can I, do you do this? Just speaking of crying, when the new Adele album came out, like I was <laughs> mentally, I was like, I was doing all right. But I found myself listening to some of the, like easy on me. I was listening to it and I was trying to pull from the depths of my trauma, trying to pull yeah. one of those to bring it to the surface so I could relate more to the song so I could have like a sad sure. moment out the window. Yeah. So here's what I learned uh, and has worked very well for me. Uh, first of all, you just wish everyone well in your life mm -hmm. and then you kill them all in the saddest way possible in your head. You take the person, you, the person or animal you love the most in this world 
and you think of the worst possible way that they could either be taken from you or killed. And it, if you really go there, it makes me cry every time, but then you do have to, again, send blessings out into the world so that you're not unintentionally manifesting, but like, now, it works. It, is this for acting or just for when you're listening to Adele? <laughs> this is for this is for acting. Okay. I have to be honest. I have not listened to the Adele album, the Adele album. I haven't listened. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really great. But yeah, this was just me listening because I wanted to feel sad along with the music. I wanted to sure. I wanted to have a soundtrack, but like I was doing OK and it was just it felt wrong. Can I give you one? Can I give you one? This I, is a good um, you don't need to know anyone specific in this scenario. Hit me. OK. You are behind a very old man at uh, Target. Okay. Okay. He's 90. What is he he's what is he buying? One pack of gum. Mm. He's he's hunched over. He can barely stand up. His wife has just died. This is like Now do I know the, this or is he just speaking loudly? You know this. Okay. You know this. Like universally you're aware his wife has just died his wife died four days ago this is his first time going to target without his wife because she was always the one who went with him okay he goes up to the cash register to the cashier he puts one pack of gum out with his shaky weak hand and he pulls out a tiny coin pocket the woman at the cashier says it's going to be a dollar three and he goes through his pennies and he realizes quietly he doesn't have it and he takes it back and he says, I guess I just won't get it then. And puts it away and walks out the store alone. I don't know why. How this, does that make you feel? I don't know why that's making me want to laugh. Oh, no, you're a horrible person. <laughs> um, I would. I think I honestly, I would probably be like, oh, that was sad. And then I just go. Oh. My, <laughs> I may not be a good person. I would be devastated that's one thing that i've i that's a scenario i've had in my head since i was a little kid because i have these intrusive thoughts and that one makes me cry every time that's just just it's <laughs> such a specific thought that you recall a lot do you think at it, some point this actually happened and then you forgot no it? Really? no it never happened it was there was one time when i was a little kid i was just like what's the saddest thing i can think of i wonder and then i just like thought of this super sad weak old man who like couldn't even afford gum and and then just like walked away again i i'm a i I don't fit in real well with a lot of people (laughs) but hold up hold up maybe this is your next short film (laughs) it's just the saddest it's like the song christmas shoes i hate that song i know that song can burn well okay i don't know if this is the official music video but there is a video on YouTube. I think a church may have made it. Oh, no. And it it's so, so bad. I'm going to try and find it and send it to you. But they did a music video to Christmas Shoes. And they made it into a movie with Rob Lowe. Do you know that? What? I didn't, is, wait, is Rob Lowe a Jesus guy? No, I think it was just a part. He's like taking that paycheck. He's got to work. You know. Yeah, you know what? Got to work. Some for them, some for you. And you know what? This may be a lie, but I feel like there's a sequel. No, Christmas Shoes 2, more sh- two f- Shoes Too Furious, <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Okay, but here's here's my problem with that song. The kid is buying shoes for his mother. Nice. Who's dying, yeah. But the mom is dying. The way I saw it is she's not getting out of bed. So it's, it's, no. it's not a practical gift. No, 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 no. This kid is, this kid is misled. 
Well, and then he wants her to wear these shoes when she meets Jesus in heaven. So she's going right. to be buried in these shoes. So I'm yeah. like, maybe get some like $2 shoes. Yeah, but he loves his mom so much. And he's been taught that because we live in a capitalist society, the way to show your love is through things, you know, which is like the biggest sad part of that whole song. Not that mom is dying, but because this kid has been taught he should be with his mother right now as she's dying. But instead, he's standing in line at a store on Christmas thinking that he needs to buy her love. What kind of a mother was that? She probably didn't teach him. She probably never said, I love you. Dark turn. I bet you by the time he got home, she was dead. I think she was dead. I think she was dead. Have you seen the Patton Oswalt stand up about Christmas shoes? No. It's wonderful. It's my annual Christmas tradition where I watch that YouTube video. Someone <laughs> did an animation to it. It's wonderful. <gasps> it's it. wonderful. But he talks about how this kid is buying shoes so that when his mom sees Jesus, it'll be okay. And he's like, Jesus is a real bitchy queen. <laughs> like, I died for your sins, but these shoes are unforgivable. Like that. It's very funny. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to take a little break. And coming up, we're going to go through 20, hopefully 20 questions in 20 minutes. Brilliant. Are you feeling prepared? Blair, I am feeling like everything I've ever done has led up to just this very <laughs> moment right here. If you start crying right now, I will lose it. Oh my God. I'm turning I the corners of my mouth down, turning them down. Oh my God. Look out Meryl Street. <laughs> <laughs> to you go first my guest today is the uber talented bethany watson we were just talking hey. about our christmas gifts that we got what did you get for christmas this year what was your favorite gift oh my gosh well okay my birthday is 10 days before christmas mm -hmm. so i have to i have to say i my father for my birthday gave me a mace and not like the spray mace, mm -hmm. but a medieval mace like the stick that has a ball with spikes on the end of it do you know what I'm talking about? Kinda. Where do you get that? Uh, on the internet. There's <laughs> That's a not whole a website. <laughs> There's a whole website for medieval weapons, and he bought me a mace. And you yourself can get a mace for forty dollars, and it's real and metal, and the points are sharp, and it's awesome. What? What do you do with it? Protect your home, Blair. Okay. If someone comes in in the night, okay. I sleep nude. If someone comes in in the night, they are going to be faced with a nude woman brandishing a medieval weapon, screaming like an insane person. This My house will never be broken into because that's terrifying. What is your partner doing? He's like, ah, she's got it. He'll, he's the only one who wakes up. I actually would sleep right through it. Okay. He'd have to handle it himself. Again, so the mace would be a great thing for him because, again, just a dude, an Italian standing with a mace is also a scary thing. Well, the thing that would be hard for me is, so my apartment is a studio with a loft. So I actually okay. have to climb down a ladder to attack them. The good news is that they might not even know you're there. True. I do own a curtain. Ooh, you, ha <laughs> you have a curtain? I don't like to brag, but it's, oh. it's gray. That's like you're in a, you're like in a hunter's nest up there. You, that's a prime real estate. Well, can I just tell you, so the loft space, it's right above my kitchen. So there is a height requirement to go in my kitchen. Fortunately, oh, wow. I, I, I just make it. <laughs> but anyone I date has to be shorter than me. 
But like, how tall are you? I am five eight ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the loft is right above it. So it's about like four feet off the ground. And okay. I have a bed up there. So it's nice. Yeah. I was going to bed. I was dead ass tired. I was climbing up the ladder to go to bed. And once I got to the second to last rung, I banged my toe. <gasps> so hard it started bleeding. Oh, no. But I was like already there. <laughs> and I didn't want to have to climb back down. So lazy. Now, keep in mind, it's probably like a total of eight rungs. Okay. <laughs> so instead, I just look and I just happen to see a rogue sock. So I clot the blood. <laughs> then I put the sock on because I didn't want to bleed in my sheets sure. and have to wash them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know what? Because going up and down, height differences are tough. You know, it's like that mental thing of I have to bring myself to a different height level to handle this this issue. Yeah. I, I probably would have done the same thing. It's yeah. fine. It'll it's fine. It'll clot. It's fine. Everything's fine. We'll deal with it in the morning. But in the meantime, there's just a trail of blood leading up to this loft. <laughs> and it's <laughs> white. Like it's a white ladder too, so it really pops, <laughs> you know. I've been wearing watching a lot of uh cozy mysteries recently and okay. so that's that's what i'm seeing right away is like the detectives coming in and and gosh, they're like oh never mind he's alive oh damn it he's alive all right well <laughs> pretend this didn't happen okay so we're gonna do 20 questions in 20 Woo! minutes so the way this will work since it's virtual and omarion is tackling the world <laughs> with his bum, um, bum, bum. so you're just gonna pick a number between one and 20 each time i'll read the corresponding okay. question and we'll try to get through as many as possible easy peasy great Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. All right, so go ahead, pick your first number, and as soon as you read, or as soon as I read the question, uh, yeah. I'll start the timer. So, okay. Bethany Watson, you go first. I used to be obsessed with the number 11, so okay. let's do 11. Now, this question may not totally apply here, but we can, you'll have to, you'll have to think back into the archives. So, your first sure. question, what is your preferred dating app? Timer begins now. Mmm, I've, I've. Mm, I never used a dating app. I tried I tried Tinder. No, I did. I've used Bumble and Tinder, but I didn't do very well on them. I would say I would say Tinder. Mm -hmm. I was on it for about a minute and I got scared and I got off. But Tinder, you know what you're dealing with. Okay. Bumble purports to be more of an even playing field because dudes can't reach out. You have to reach out first as the lady, at least if it's in like a, you know, heteronormative relationship. Right. But I just felt like I was auditioning for all of these guys and I would like make the first move and then they drop me because I wasn't charming enough. Wait, what was your opening line when you would match on Bumble? I never open lined at all because I matched right away when okay. I started on Tinder and it, it scared me so much that I immediately disconnected and deleted the app. <laughs> like I hit like create profile and created my profile and right away I matched with someone and I was like, this is too much, too much, too fast, delete. You know what? The exact same thing happened to my friend Amy back when she was single we were in Chicago. We were both taking a, a course at Second City. It was like a week-long immersion. So we were like Great. super pumped. And so yeah. when you go to a big city like that, because at the time we were both living in Virginia, the second you go there and you have a dating app, it's like the world is your oyster. Oh, and, gosh. So many people you never have to see again. And everyone is like, ooh, I'd like to see inside your pants. Yes. Fresh blood, new pants. <laughs> Is that the name of your spinoff podcast? <laughs> it is. It is. We just we just go to Targets, look at the new pants, and bleed on them. 
God. See if we can return them or not. Um, but no, so I was like, Amy, we got to set you up with a tender. So we created one and she matched with a couple of guys. And then one guy was just just a hair too weird. And she was like, no, yeah. I'm out. She was like, I yep, can't yep. do this. If you're not used to it, it's a very frightening thing. And I had a bad experience on Bumble. I've talked about this on my podcast before. Mm-hmm. So there was a guy who I matched with and he said he lived in New Jersey and he said he was a dolphin trainer. Hot. Now, I don't know too much about New Jersey, but I don't think that dolphins are native to New Jersey. See, I, I just think that's you looking at the cup half empty. Okay. Okay. Well, let me finish the story. Okay. Because fair the cup enough. got real empty real fast. Oh, okay. So he said he was a dolphin trainer. I was like, great. So my opening line was, help. My dolphin is being an asshole. What should I do? Love it. And he immediately disconnected and blocked me. He didn't just disconnect. He blocked me. Wow. I know. And I was like, if you're going to lie about being a dolphin trainer, have a sense of humor about being a dolphin trainer. Did he have like pictures that insinuated he had a sense of humor? No. Was he holding a fish in one of them? No, but he, but close. He, it was like him and his bros and like, they were probably all white. I was a real different person back then. I didn't see the red flags the way I would see the red flags now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I did match with a guy too who had the dog Snapchat filter as his profile picture, and across it he just wrote "God is dead." And I also matched with him. <laughs> did y'all have any interaction? No, he unmatched too. <laughs> Can I just tell you? So uh, my answer is they're all bad, and I hate them all. Yeah, they're um, all bad. So Facebook is now implementing like a, a Tinder type. Uh, aspect to Facebook. But your mom is on it. Everyone's mom is on it. Here is the thing. Hold on. I want to see if I can pull it up and show you. So I was just like, well, let's for shits and giggles. Let's just go in there. Check it out. And literally all the men that come up in mine are like 60 and up. Yeah, because that's the only people who use Facebook. Hold on. Dating. Okay. So first one, his name is Tony. He is 87. (laughs) Oh, look at his nice family. And he lives in Rockaway, New Jersey. Uh, That's a hard pass because of Jersey. (laughs) Um, This guy's 65. This guy, Raphael. I got to say for 82, looking great. He looks great. He's got, his skin is wonderful. Wait, can you put in an age bracket or, or... I have no idea. It. I just discovered it by accident, and literally everyone that comes up, this guy seems just mad in his. Look at him. He looks like he's with his wife. This is the problem. <laughs> oh, he the was first lo- guy too. But he was looking for friendship. That's code. Okay, oh, great. Okay, pick mm-hmm. another. Pick another number. Um, uh, let's go with thirteen. Okay, number thirteen. What are three things you must do every day? One. Coffee with so much creamer in it that tastes like chocolate milk. Okay. Two. I mean, besides the things I have to do, but like things I have to do. Yeah. Uh, like even I on have, the weekend. Okay. So for sure coffee. Yeah. Um, I need to. I'm keeping out things like flossing because that's boring. And we, I, know, we know you ain't flossing every know. day. Yeah. I mean, who does, right? I have to go into my closet and look at everything and scowl at it, like wishing it was better. You know, like when your parent looks at their child and it's like, you had so much potential, but you screwed it all up. That's how I look at my closet. I hate all my clothes and I always do. Did you and your so family that... have a rough childhood? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the rooted? best family in the world. I'm okay. just an outlier. Okay. Um, Fair <laughs> my parents are so supportive. Okay. Um, and I think the third thing I do, I have to do every day is I live with two cats. They are my world. And all they do is sleep. Mm-hmm. And so once a day, 
I wake them up to do a nap check where I wake them up and I go, how's the nap going? Because they stare at me with the most hate I have ever seen anyone give a person. And it makes them remember who's ultimately in charge. What's your cat's names? Minerva is the lady. She has one eye. Uh, and Loki is the dude. Where's he the is, other eye? Uh, uh, gone. Never. She never had it. She forgot to get it. She only has one. Oh. Yeah, it's real cute. She has like a little empty socket. Ooh, okay. Oh, no, it's closed. It's not okay, like, you're not like looking into like, it's not like a black eyed kid. It's like just like a tiny little socket. You couldn't put like some snacks in there and watch no, her fish no. them out with her paw. <laughs> no, it's not like a, it's not like one of those sombrero bowls where you put the dip in the middle and then the chips are on the outside. Oh, poor. How old are they? Uh, I think they're five. Okay. So yeah. you got some time with them left. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're my babies. Do you ever do that I when you it. get a pet? You always immediately think like, all right, I got a good number of years before they die. Oh, it's my it's my constant anxiety. It's when you have a pet, it's just measuring how much joy will they bring to my life versus how devastated will I be when they pass. And you just better hope that the joy outweighs the devastation because it's going to be awful. Well, I'm so glad I could reawaken that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Pick another number. Seven. All right, number seven. Okay, now this is a thinking question, so I'm going to read okay. super slow. Great. You. Me. Just one. One million doll hairs. Oh. And you have to spend it today. Mm. What are you buying? Okay. Well, there's giving Bethany and there's taking Bethany. Giving Bethany is going to fix the water in Flint. Aww. That's what I'm going to I'm going to fix those pipes. But taking Bethany. OK. Million dollars. Anything you want. And be as greedy as you want. I would say I'd buy a brownstone, but those are like so many millions of dollars. Um, well, you could rent it for a week with that. I'm going to. OK, I'm going <laughs> to rent a sweet, sweet brownstone for a week. OK. <laughs> I'm going to rent. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's double brownstone in the West Village for a week. Mm hmm. And I'm going to burn all of my aforementioned clothes okay. that I hate. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to <laughs> go to one of those nice stores where the clothes are made out of real fabric okay. and not like acrylic. And I'm, and I'm going to buy myself the, I, I basically am going to buy everything that Helena Bonham Carter wears Love and it. Diane Keaton. I want their closets combined, a real nice combo of black and white corsets and gauze plus functional suits and big hats i that's what i'm gonna do i love that i a part of me would love to be frivolous with it but also too i am very much like i have to save it yeah oh yes absolutely real bethany would invest it and save it and never spend it but frivolous taken bethany i'm buying those sweet sweet helena bottom carter outfits actually you know what Okay, so I would save most of it and then take like a third of it and apply it to my Starbucks card. <laughs> because I was looking at my budget and I spend too much on single drinks. It's crazy how uh, it's it adds up so fast. I was like so fast. I was like, what is my life? This is ridiculous. All right, pick but another if you, number. If you had to spend it all, if you had to spend it all today, you have to. <sighs> Brewster's billions. You have to spend it all. See, it's so hard you have to you have to uh i would i okay i would 
Okay, I'm just going to stammer until I think of something. So I, yeah, uh-huh. me, Blair, yep. this person, who is talking yep. with his mouth, oh, I yeah. would probably spend it on the thing I want the most. Which and, is? And here it comes. I'm going uh-huh. to pronounce it just in a second. Can't wait. I literally don't know. Blair. Ah, okay. I do. Okay. So I do love obscure TV shows. <laughs> so I would, if they're available on prime, I would buy those or the DVD version. Uh huh. I'm elderly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you could recreate the set of your favorite TV show in Ooh, your home. That's a good idea. I'll do that. Great. Okay, great. Now, but then the problem is which one? Wow. Cause then you have to stick to it forever because you, you invested a million you know what i'll say i'm gonna pick i'm gonna go rogue and say do an unlikely choice and i'm gonna pick the house that mrs garrett and the four girls moved into when they opened edna's edibles <laughs> so i want my house to look like that perfect not that's perfect not the store just the the living yeah. room right next to yes it. okay perfect right. perfect pick another number one Number one. Ooh, okay. This will be a fun question. And I want Great. all the scalding hot tea. Ooh, okay. Best or worst or both interactions with a celebrity. Mmm. And if, if it helps, you can use fake names. So let's start with the best. I would have to say Will Smith. Okay. Um, I met him early in my radio career when I was working in Minneapolis Mm -hmm. and he came in to promote seven pound, I think. Oh, is that the brain Um, thing? It was the, the one where he like donates his body parts. I've never seen it. It seemed way too sad. No, we didn't get a ton of A-list celebrities coming through because we lived in Minneapolis and you know, those celebrities tend to go to like LA and New York. But I would think Minneapolis is a big, is a big town. It is, but we didn't get a ton of like in-person stars coming through. Okay. Um, especially actors because musicians more so because they're on tour and so they're coming to Minneapolis, but actors less so because they're seldom coming through Minneapolis. So he came in. I was super nervous. I felt insecure because we're just like this radio show and he's this big star. Mm-hmm. And he was so kind and is one of those people that when you talk to him, he looks at you like you're the only person in the world. Like he gives his full attention to you. He gives you this great eye contact. He's so listening to what you're saying. And if you tell a sort of lame joke, he laughs at it. Like he just is this giving, he makes you feel like a million bucks. Did that kind of turn you on a little bit? I think it would for me. A little bit. Yeah. And he was wearing like a cardigan, like a half zip cardigan, which you know I love. Mm, Okay. Love a half zip cardigan. Into it. Okay, now worst. And again, you can use a fake name if you want to protect them. But if they were just so vile, read them for filth. <laughs> um, I there was an artist who came through. Mm-hmm. And if you're nervous, you don't have to tell me the full story, but I will request it off air. <laughs> there was an artist who came through who is known for being wonderful. Okay. And very giving to their fans. Okay. Uh, and wonderful to everyone. When they did not have to be wonderful, mm. they were rolling their eyes and uh, giving their people looks about us like they were done with the pretense and had no desire to be around these people anymore. And these people were us. I hate that. Was that in Minneapolis? 
that was in New York. Really? Yeah, Oof. that was in New York. That was a frustrating one. Mm. And it's frustrating. I have a friend who uh, works a lot with like Bravo people, but she interviews legit huge celebrities. And she tweeted once, um, one of the toughest things is knowing that a beloved celebrity is a piece of shit and not being able to say anything about it. And this was one of those moments where it's like, oh, oh. man, everyone loves you and I can't say anything. Oh, I am so yeah. curious now, but I will not push. I will respect your boundaries. <laughs> uh, someday I'll say something. Um, so I don't have any really terrible celebrity interactions. That's because I haven't been around too many celebrities, but the sure. best hands down Kathy Griffin. Really? She was absolutely fantastic. It was when I was working at Sirius XM and she was coming in to promote hell of a story. Okay. So it's kind of like after she lost everything and was yeah. like kind of making a comeback, it was her, her husband and just like one publicist. And okay. she was coming in for an interview, and the guy who was producing it, he knew I loved her. He was like, do you want to set in? I was like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then afterwards, she was like, all right, I can tell all the homosexuals in here want a picture. So <laughs> I went up to her, and I could, I did not think I would get nervous, but I was like, oh, my God, Kathy, I just love you so much. I've been watching you ever since Suddenly Susan. I was, I, I did like it, and then I loved my life. With the I was just like going on, but she could not, like ha she could not have been nicer. It, it's just like with going on a first date, mm -hmm. you watch how they treat the person they don't have to be nice to, which yeah. is like the, the, the people who are serving, right? Yeah. And if your date is rude to the server, walk mm -hmm. away. It's the same thing. Lady Gaga was also wonderful. She came in and she hugged all the interns. Like she hugged people that she didn't necessarily quote unquote need to be nice to. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so nice. That makes me happy because I, you can just tell in interviews that she's so yeah. passionate and very giving. And yeah. like, again, never met Madonna, but I just, <laughs> just based on the way she kind of like talks about Lady Gaga and just like yeah. stuff you hear, it may not be true, but it kind of tracks. So, mm, yeah. so I feel like Madonna would I got, be mean. I once got kicked out of the, well, a bunch of us got kicked out of the room because Madonna was being interviewed mm -hmm. and we were told we all had to leave. And so we all left it's the like, room before she would come in. Let's be real, Madonna. We all saw the next best thing and it wasn't too <laughs> great. So let's keep it real, girlfriend. <laughs> there was also, oh, I could talk about this forever. There was also like at our, so when we did Jingle Balls, which was like the winter concert, yeah. um, all I Heart Station's most do do a jingle ball mm -hmm. in new york there was like a jingle ball pre-show for the artists who were more up and coming mm -hmm. and we had an artist who required everyone leave the side of the stage before she would enter it and i'm trying to remember who it was mm -hmm. she did a song she did the song i want i want you back i think was the but not the in sync version was it talia no oh, i really God. pulled that one out of the archives <laughs> by the way <laughs> um what was her name not the jackson five I not diana ross do you know how many years ago it was probably like 10 ish About six or seven okay i think she got oh uh she got famous on like the x factor and she was named after another famous person Cher lloyd oh Cher lloyd. lloyd yeah uh, that Cher, one yeah uh. <laughs> yeah uh, we had to clear the stage for Cher Lloyd before she would come up the stairs into the wings to to go on stage. All right. So, and, so that I, was Cher she, Lloyd. I, I think she's doing great now. Okay, pick another sure number. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, sorry. Uh, three. Okay. 
Um, okay, so this holiday is around the corner. Mm-hmm. What's your ideal Valentine's Day? Walk me through it. Oh, God. Okay, wake up in the morning. Okay. Work out. Get my brain in the right place. Yeah. Then I put on a pair of comfy pants. I love it. Uh, that have never been washed, so they're still really soft on the inside, right? But they still smell good, right? But they smell... It's the first time I, I, I ripped them out of the plastic. They're brand new. Got it. Okay. I put them on. There is um, a matching sweatshirt that is thin, but not too thin, so it'll keep me cozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put that on, too. Okay. Put on my comfy socks. I sit on the couch with my boyfriend, Dennis, and we just watch Midsummer Murders all day long. That's all we do. I love it. What uh, What is the food option? Doritos. Okay. Because I consistently forget that they exist and they are so delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still wish Doritos 3D were a thing. Do you remember those? Yeah, but I never, I don't remember what they were like. They were the triangle, but like you blew into it and puffed it up. So it was like two triangles put together with air in the middle and they were small. We they did. were 3D. <laughs> we, so that, that, that's the timer. It's been 20 <laughs> oh, no, minutes. We didn't do well. Uh, we I got- talked too much. I'm sorry. No, I loved it. We got through five. It's pretty low. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I forgot no. that we were on a timer. I failed. No, it, it was it was good content. It was a good show. So don't feel sad. I want an acceptance speech <sighs> right now. My acceptance speech is I'm so sorry. I talked too much on the podcast. I'm the worst podcast guest ever. No, it what's was great. One, what's one question you wish you had been able to ask? Hmm. Well, let me look through it. Oh, well, I don't know. If you... uh, fuck, Mar- Mary kill. Uh-huh. Elvis Duran, froggy or scary. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't get to it. Noof. Where can the people find you? Give all your socials, your sure. websites. Uh, find me. On it. Hi, my cat just jumped into my lap. Oh, is this Minerva? Uh, this is Minerva. Say hi, Minerva. Can you breathe into the microphone really quickly? Um, you can find all of my things. Go to bethanywatson.com. Okay. Um, Instagram, I'm Ms. Bethany Watson. Twitter, I'm Radio Bethany because if I change my username, I'll lose my verification. Mm. So I'm still Radio Bethany. Um, yeah, just bethanywatson.com is all the stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming first this week, Bethany. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm sorry again. I'm sorry for everything. Hey, it's okay. (laughs) Just lean into the failure. Okay. Okay, great. I will do. And thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you soon. 